Welcome back to the Double Pip Cast, where almost every week we walk you through the goings-on with the Transformers trading card game universe. You've got me, Cam, and for this episode, we are welcoming back Drew Nolasco, the brand manager for the Transformers trading card game over there at Wizards of the Coast. How you doing, Drew? Hey, Cam. Hey, Double Pip Cast friends. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you for asking. No, I know everybody always appreciates when you jump on, whether it's uh, on our show or any of uh, you know the sister shows out there. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to jump on, really anticipating uh, what's going to be happening in almost 30 days here, and that is the release of Titan Masters Attack, the next wave of the Transformers trading card game. I, I, we're all super excited uh, on the Transformers team here. Uh, a, a, just to, to respond to your earlier part, I, I love coming on this show and, and other other shows. Uh, being able to speak directly to the community is fantastic. Um, I'm not going to belabor that point because I've said it like a million times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, Titan Masters Attack, we're, we're getting through the end of preview season. Um, so players are, are getting a, a pretty good sense of the shape of the set. We've got a few cards uh, still left to preview as the time of this recording, including a couple of biggies. Um, but the community response to the set has been fantastic. It, it's it's it, It's been uh, very, very great watching deck brewers starting to piece and puzzle new decks together um, and pull pieces out of old decks and add in new cards from Titan Masters Attack. Uh, it's it's been very exciting watching the community uh, brew. Yeah, it's 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 tough not to get excited when you you're literally building uh, combiners out of you know these these Titan Masters, these body cards, the the head cards uh, that turn into little bots. It's uh, very cool. Yep, and uh, I, I really really can't wait till players get a chance to play with Titan Masters, because right now a lot of the focus has been on the combinations between heads and bodies, and that's a, right. That's that's awesome. That's appropriate. But then once players start to get to play them, and uh, they're going to experience that head popping off into a body, which happens at a, at, you know, a little bit of an unusual time during the game, right? You don't, you don't normally add characters like that into, into uh, a match. And it really, it really is super interesting how it it's it messes up the sort of planned back and forth um a lot of folks are 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 talking about oh you know how much damage could i do with a head when it pops off into bot mode and that's exciting um you know you can there are cool ways that you can amp up that damage with stuff like escape capsule to take your weapons and 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 armor and utilities with you but there's also and i think this is the thing that's going to be most interesting uh, is when players skillfully allow for a bot to get ta- a head bot to get tapped and eat an attack, and that that is that changes the math in a crazy way because uh, overkill is just wasted energy and resources in Transformers. It's right. almost wasted um, too, right? So if if your little tiny two star head mode uh, bot mode head eats an attack from some big bruiser, then it you've almost gained a, a whole turn that way. Yeah, and it's uh it's very um 
you can almost see the gamification of it. Uh, I can imagine like the body breaks, the head pops off and jettisons, and then it turns into like a character for a last ditch uh, attempt at taking down the, the opposing team. Yep. But even in the middle of combat, let's, let's say that you, you, you make it so that your Titan master gets KO'd first Mm -hmm. and then the head is popping off early to mid in the game. And now you've got that, that head who can soak an attack. And if you time it right in mid game, that can be very, very swingy. Yeah, totally. Especially with, um, well, not just some of the big bruisers, like you said, but some of those orange decks out there. Um, so definitely excited to get my hands on them. I think uh, I think they're all really cool uh, in terms of design and the kind of static stats they provide uh, from the beginning of the game. Yep. One um, of the other interesting things is that uh, it might, depending on how the metagame swings, uh, it might make direct damage cards and characters uh, more flexible and, and viable. Um, direct damage has always been good, but we cost it very, very conservatively. Uh, but if you've got enough direct damage to just KO a, a head mo- character in bot mode, then then you you can counter you can countervene you can counter affect the that potential wasted turn from your swing. Yeah. Uh, as a as a side note on direct damage, do you feel like that? Uh, depending on the metagame, and, and we're now two levels down, do you feel like cards like defensive driving could then be uh, a good answer to that, or do you think that a card like that is is kind of underpowered at this point? Um, ultimately, that's going to be a metagame a metagame call, mm-hmm. but. I think that there are that, and and there are some characters who are immune or or, or re- resistant to direct damage or non-attack damage. Um, those all become very interesting choices. Uh, I think there's a lot. There's a, there's going to be a lot of churn every time a new set comes out. There's there's a bunch of churn as people figure out what's good, what's bad. Um, you know, there's a lot of pe- prognostication before people get to play with cards, but but ultimately, it's playing with the cards that is the the proof for sure. We'll see. Um, so we are 30 days out. Uh, well, tomorrow will be 30 days out from the release. Um, what goes on at Wizards Towers when basically everything is said and done, besides the last bit of previews? Uh, there, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, we are well. Once the previews are done, then some interesting thing behind this. Yeah, it's great. That's a really interesting, unusual question that I don't think I've ever actually asked. So after the PR machine um, finishes getting all the previews out, we work with our PR agency to place product in the hands of reviewers and influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some coordination there, making sure that people have product to time it so that they can do box openings like on day one. Mm-hmm. Because we found that box openings are super powerful tools for us. Um, Love and, watching them. Yeah, I do too. We, wa- I, I, we watch a lot of box openings because um, it's a really good indicator for the sort of general happiness mm-hmm. of, the, of, of the player with their experience with the set. Um, 
Titan Master's attack ups the number of super rares and makes them uh, somewhat more easier to get in terms of how many, uh, what the average number of packs uh, for for getting a super rare. It's now about, about one in 30, which about one per display. Mm-hmm. That's always approximate, right? But that that's the rough thing. So we're gonna be we're gonna be watching a lot of opening videos come April seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, um, and then, uh, you know, every once in a while there are there's an issue, maybe a, a card got crimped or something in in the process. So around this time, we're working with the QA and customer service teams to make sure that as um, Titan Master Attack product starts getting into the hands of players and they're opening it, if there is um, an, an unfortunate error that those teams are prepped to get replacement product into players' hands right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so basically, there's a lot of support team functions that are going on. And then after the set comes out, we'll be moving into um, post-release mode, which is stuff like decklist articles and shining a spotlight on cool things that people have discovered through emergent gameplay so that the community can can share in the uh, in the the joy and of deck building and 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 playing with the new cards. Awesome. And then at the same time, there's all the background work going on, stuff that I can't talk about. Right, for sure, of course, uh, important things. Uh, speaking of the the box openings and, and some of the the surprising and delighting, uh, this is the first time that there's been a buy a box promotion. <laughs> And not only is there a buy a box promotion for Transformers trading card game, you also are uh, doubling down on the launch day promotions and the box topper uh, character. So the launch day promo, Tidal Wave, awesome character. Uh, Armada comes to mind when I think of Tidal Wave. Uh, buy a box promotion, Perceptor, his first appearance, box topper with Fortress Maximus. Uh, plenty of incentive to come out on day one and, and to. Uh, pick up a box of Titan Masters Attack. Um, Quick clarification. Yes. Let me jump in. Um, Arcana is the release day promo. Oh, okay. And Tidal Wave is the in-store play. So stores can can do this however they works best for their store. That's what we tell them. Um, but we, we suggest that on, on release day, uh, if you come in and play, you get an Arcana while supplies last. And then each of the next three weeks in store play, you get one of the three parts of Tidal Wave. Oh, okay. So these uh, are basically the gold hollow uh, replacements. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And Tidal Wave looks then, cool with his deploy method. That's really yeah, awesome. One of the things things that we had had taken a look at is, you know, we we always look to iteratively improve. We looked at how, how effective are the in store play kits, and we saw that the unique release weekend promo was pretty effective and players were pretty happy and stores were pretty happy. You know, we make these kits so that we benefit players, but they're also so that they benefit stores. So stores can grow their in their in-store play in their community. And the gold the gold foil promos were neat, but they weren't there wasn't a lot of oomph behind them. I would say we 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 were pretty sure that we could we could upgrade it. So for the, that's why for this kit, we went to a mechanically unique set of three cards, and we had been looking for an opportunity to type wave, 
You mentioned Armada. Yep. We got special dispensation permission from our colleagues over on the Transformers story and IP team to use an Armada character. So we can do that every once in a while. Um, like Mudflap from Siege 2. And we had, we had really wanted to do Tidal Wave. We think he's, he's super interesting. Um, and that deploy mechanic was just begging to be printed. So let's talk about the bio box. I know it's a little bit unusual for us to do a bio box, uh, but there were, there were a couple of interesting things that happened and the timing kind of worked out. So Dan Arnold won the, the Energon Invitational last year, which was awesome. Uh, and Dan. yeah, Dan did, did a, a superb performance. Um, and, and honestly, he's a, a great guy. And it was a really, ple- uh, really a pleasure for the team working with him for his inspiration for a character card. And so we, we read him into the secrets uh, and let him know that Titan Masters were coming up. And um, that sort of, through a discussion process, ended up with um, uh, Perceptor, who fit a lot of the, the uh, checked a lot of the boxes. Um, there's a version of Perceptor from a very, very good IDW comic line uh, where he was a wrecker um, and, and a sniper, um, a kind of a recon sniper. And it was just, it was just such a, a lovely fit. So we made the unusual step of uh, trying to figure out how could we get this card into players' hands as soon as possible. And while at the same time recognizing that it was too late to get it into the boxes of Titan Masters Attack itself. Uh, late December, just files have already been sent. And uh, so we ended up coming up with a buy box promo, which just for production reasons happens uh, separate from the main production run and that that timing worked out perfectly so there you have it we have uh perceptor and convex as special bio boxes probably not something you'll see on a regular basis this was really just sort of an extraordinary circumstance where everything worked out right but and so based on the uh wpn support page it sounds like uh perceptor will be coming alongside the launch day kits as well yep they'll be shipping together Um, And each Perceptor will come with a convex. So when a uh, store, a a WPN store is giving out the buy a box, uh, each player will get, who who purchases a full sealed display, uh, while supplies last, I always have to say that, Mm -hmm. will get... So uh, we briefly talked about... um... You know the Titan Masters, which is a new, unique iteration on the on the game itself. There's also a couple other uh, new iterations on the game in terms of depth. Uh, there's what were uh, called the soft stamped uh, trait matters cards, uh, or the the trait tribal pips. Um, yep. what, is, what is the official name for those? Is there one? Internally, we're calling them hybrid, which is not. I don't know if that will stand the uh, test of time. There, there, right, there is no real official name for them. We're calling them hybrid pips. Let's right. do that for now. Okay. So the hybrid pips, those, you know, we were kind of pontificating a little bit as as a group when we were talking on a previous episode about a purple or a red pip to signify um, alignment based pips. Yep. Um, this yep. seems to kind of fit that that strategic niche. Yeah, it does. You know, it's funny that uh, I, I had knowledge of the future while we were having that discussion, so I had to keep my mouth shut, which is 
Occasionally uh, difficult. Right. Yeah. You're just like, I, have, uh, I don't know yeah. if that would work. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Those, the, 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 we could absolutely do a pip that mattered. Um, if the character flipping it was an Autobot or Decepticon, we can, we can basically fit any of the key traits into that. Which leads to sort of an incredible number of different permutations, which is one of the reasons why, like when we introduced many new mechanics, we kept it, it sort of circumscribed to a smaller number of things for people to get used to, which we can then expand on later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so again, that, that depth creep or uh, complexity creep um, that we've talked about last time where there's, there's so many, ways that you could go in terms of complexity. Still, and that's one of the things that I think is, um, it, it's really to the credit of the, the system design team is that there are many knobs to turn. Mm. I, I know I frequently talk, and I think we've talked about how Transformers doesn't have resource costs or casting costs like Magic and the other trading card games do. And so that, that is challenging. But it's, it's challenging. It's not, it's not a killer, right? Like there's still tons of design space that we can we can mine inside this system. How did the team land on the current assortment of stratagems, another uh, unique and new introduction to the Transformers trading card game? Stratagems were part of of, a fairly long discussion that the team has been having. Getting in the Wayback Machine, trading card games for a long time have tried to figure out how to update cards um, or deal with with cards and some games use, I guess we call them silver bullets. Uh, a game, a card that specifically says, or is very obviously designed to specifically deal with one particular card. And in some ways, that is a great solution, but in other ways, it's not. Um, if you don't, so that card that the silver bullet is shooting, then kind of a waste. But on the other hand, silver bullets that do their job can be incredibly effective and overpowered and suddenly everybody needs. So we we were discussing for characters and, and the team portion of, of the game, as opposed to the deck portion, how could we provide options that would help us buff characters that we, we may have undershot in terms of power level and simultaneously the design team was looking for a way to add binary choice into characters. The the idea of, well, the character could, could do this thing or it could do that thing. But if we tried to do both of them together, either we'd get a watered down character or we'd get a character that was overpowered, right? Like, uh, So the stratagem idea for us was a fairly elegant solution to both of them. In some ways, we could the stratagems allow the option of of doing the upgrade, and by costing them at stars, it meant that we could do a whole bunch of things. We could really go sideways on a character's design and offer something completely different. We could do some crazy stuff. But Clobber is pretty crazy, right? Like he has the Dinobot trait, which <clears throat> is is really new territory for the game. When you use his, uh, his stratagem, me Grimlock, you Grimlock, and it just opened up so much more design space. I, I think that they're really good for the game, and the community has seems to have have reacted very positively to stratagems in general. 
and individual stratagems are going to be hit and miss, right? Like some of them are probably going to be on the, on the slightly too powerful end. Some of them are going to be on the other powerful end. It's just, it's just new territory. But it's something that I think that will become a regular part of the trading card game. Yeah. And, and it's, it seems like a, a type of permanent that you don't really have to worry about giving access to the entire pool of characters. Yep. And that, that allows us to be extremely surgical and extremely precise is what we're doing. But it could also go wider. Like we could, and you see some of the stratagems like, um, like bike gang affects all motorcycles mm-hmm. and uh, pop up attack cares about helicopters. So there, there's a lot of flexibility in stratagems. And, and the one that we, we previewed first, which was orbital strike that affects cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is, that is a really, really well done stratagem. It costs a point, which is, is a very real thing. Like you have to balance this against star cost battle cards or a deck composition flexibility. But the, there's a very obvious and powerful upside there that inspires you to, to think about deck building differently, right? Like if Cosmos could be the center of your deck, what would that look like? And that's not something people have thought about in a long time. And that inspiration for new deck design, I think is, is going to be very powerful for us in the future. It seems like it, it's something that is not meant to be answered except by team composition and another stratagem. Like there, it doesn't seem like there's a, a want. I wouldn't want there to be a hate card for a stratagem or anything that would answer that outside of what's available currently. That, am I kind of close in, in saying that? We don't want it either. Um, we we could print one. It's certainly the space could exist. Like you could have an action card that said, you know, remove K- KO a stratagem, mm-hmm. or or probably even more likely flip it to its other side. Right. So it doesn't. But uh, it's the purpose, see, right, of having exactly. It. We we don't see a need for that right now. But it's it's always there as a tool, or or less or tools in a similar vein that are definitive than that. Mm-hmm. So we always have that release valve. Thing. Another one of those knobs. Yep. Yes, trading card game design is, is is about creating lots of knobs and then figuring out how far you can turn them while still being able to turn them even farther later. Right, and, and the trait or attribute hooks that you add that maybe there's not a, a support card that set, the next set, or even yet... But at some point, you can pick up back on that hook, just like a narrative hook, and explore that a little bit further. Um, exactly. One that comes to mind is the guardian trait. Yep. We put that in primarily as flavor. There just aren't that many guardians hmm. in Transformers lore. Right. And most of the ones that exist are unnamed, at least in the usage of guardian and the way Omega Supreme uses guardians. There's a lot of faceless guardians of Cybertron. But yeah, it's there. Uh, in the same way that motorcycles have been there since the beginning, but it's not something we focused on in the first year, and now you start to see a little bit more support for that. So switching gears a little bit, it's it's kind of the the Omega Supreme in the room. We find ourselves, no matter where you're listening from, we find ourselves in kind of a difficult situation, um, one that was maybe unprecedented, but nevertheless, uh, we have the virus out there, COVID-19, 
and many people are are trying to you know assemble some of the pieces of their lives like mm-hmm. where is their next paycheck coming from as as businesses shut down and um uh, stores reduce their hours and, and things of that nature. The most important thing, first and foremost, is, is obviously your health, our health, and, and the health of the family around us, um, and trying to maintain some semblance of normalcy during this time until things calm down and when they calm down. There is something to be said about the comfort of uh, entertainment, and the Transformers trading card game may be the sole piece of entertainment for for somebody out there so in terms of the release that we we've been talking about uh, titan masters attack what can players and consumers expect from a product uh, availability standpoint so uh at the point where we are recording this uh we are on track to have a release date of april 17th uh wherever the transformers trading card game is sold um, but it's, it's, it's a rapidly evolving situation. Um, so I, I can't prognosticate what the future holds. Um, but we're, we're shipping the product out and we're all at, as of today, we are on schedule. And then if, if somebody wanted to stay up to date with the event schedule and product availability, where's the best place for them to go for accurate information? The most up to date information can be found on Transformers Facebook the official Facebook group. So just search for Transformers TCG. You'll see the nice big red Autobot logo. That's us. Uh, and just join that group. And if, if there are, are critical updates, if that's the, the, the place where we will be posting first. I want to take this time to first thank you, Drew, for jumping on and spending time with us and discussing a very anticipated release for the Transformers trading card game and some of the... Uh, making the donuts over there at uh, Wizards of the Coast. So thank you very much for always being a good sport and joining. Absolutely. It's a, it's always it's always really fun to, to chat with you. I always love listener questions too. So if you're amenable, I'd love to do that in the future. Of course, of course. And also uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Fortress Maximus who created a great tool for uh, the community to create their own decks and share them, uh, print them out in so many different ways. Uh, they just passed the 1,000 decks contributed mark. Uh, so that's a really cool milestone. So a great job to FortressMaximus.io. If you want to uh, submit your deck, head over to that site and do so. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, I appreciate it if you would subscribe and share this with a friend. Also keep in mind that we have a YouTube channel, Double Pipcast. You can take a look at the episodes on there as well as take a look at our How to Play video series. Again, thank you for listening. This has been Cam with the Double Pipcast, and we'll see you again real soon.